Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open to Discussion. I'm Gwen. And I'm Aisley. And you already know us, so welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, in today's episode, we're going to start off with a check-in, as always. Um, we've got a Reddit reaction. I'm trying to see if that's going to catch on. But Aisley has a few Reddit things that I don't know about, and I will be blindly reacting to them from r slash Am I the mad one? <laughs> Am I angry? I love that. Am I the mad one? <laughs> I what was it? R slash am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? I was like, am I angry right now? I don't know. Okay. We're gonna I'm gonna be reacting to what Aisley has provided today. Um, we're gonna be talking about some positive things that happened in 2020. That's right. You heard me. I said positive things. <laughs> Uh, and then we're going to wrap up with a quote of the day, week, quote of the week. Uh, so quote of every day of the week for the next seven, seven days. days. That You're sounds welcome. like, like, seven <laughs> days. It's like horror movie. Anyways, Aisley, how are you doing? I am doing good. As you know, I just moved. Yeah. Adam and I just moved. Um, and that was pretty hectic and kind of last minute, but we are all moved. Now it's just the unpacking that has to be done. So that's another thing, but you know, we're happy to be here. We really love the new place and all the animals are settling in well. I've knocked a plant over twice and I have piles of dirt on my floor and we don't have a vacuum so that's not great but <laughs> I ordered a vacuum so hopefully we'll be able to clean that up sooner <laughs> rather than later uh, but yeah other than that it's been uh, really good and I'm I'm just a little like shook that it's already the end of the year basically it feels mm -hmm. a little bit surreal because for a while 2020 was going by so slow and then now it's like I'm looking back and I'm like whoa where did the year go so that's interesting but you know I'm also excited for a new year oh. 2021 be nice to us please it's 20 I I was thinking about this the other day 2020 is the start of a new decade yeah so hopefully it's not indicative of the rest of the decade don't don't even put that out there put it back in we'll box it up and leave it set it oh, on fire set yep. my words back up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but hopefully it'll be on an upturn from here yeah it, it better be yeah or whoever is in charge of determining how the years go, I will write you a strongly worded letter. Capitalism. Yeah, and like, I don't know. What any whoever listeners out there, whatever your higher power is, write them a strongly worded letter requesting it to be better. Thank you very much. We, <laughs> Please and thank you. We have power in number of people. Someone's got to listen to us. That's true, though. That's true. Power in numbers. 
and if, if we like connect globally and like the great the great uh what's it called the collective unconscious if we mm-hmm. make that the collective conscious things will happen yeah big things big things yeah but that's going to be a theme of our episode today a little bit reflection a little bit of hoping for for change and kind of reflecting on some of the positive things that have happened in this heartbreaking year so we want to focus 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 we want to focus (laughs) on some of the good things um but before we get into that how are you oh god right um (laughs) I was so ready to jump into things Um, what bad too bad too bad like bad Gwen (laughs) um I'm good my brain is just like has been scrambled potatoes scrambled <laughs> eggs say, scrambled eggs and mashed potatoes oh. <laughs> it came to scrambled potatoes um over the last few days uh I was telling Aisley before we started I feel like within the last few days obviously school has been very busy and a part of that's been I've been really enjoying it just like that buckling down and focusing but that means I'm spending like I want to say over 12 plus hours a day on my phone, on my phone, on my laptop, on a screen. And like, I need to like detox this weekend because my brain hurts and my spine. I need a chiropractor after this. Mm, me too. Um, but uh, Gwen, how am I? I'm good. Um, I haven't really been sleeping that great. Apparently, I've been singing in my sleep. <laughs> what have you been singing? I don't know. Icky was saying the other night that I was, he woke up to me going, ooh, ooh, you know, don't you know, something, 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 ooh, ooh. <laughs> and he's like, I was like tossing you and you wouldn't shut up. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> I mean, it's scary to wake up to, I think, in the middle of the night. Just right. like, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to serenade him in his sleep. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I'm good. I'm looking forward to like some actual food because a few nights ago, I think I ate something that wasn't super Gwen friendly and it really upset my eating pattern and my bowel movements. No. (laughs) Uh, That was not fun. But I'm recovering from that. <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but um, did you have dairy I'm good. or gluten? No, I had. Uh, I'm thinking it might have been something gluten because I had a, a tofu vegetable and rice bowl. I don't know. My body's just sensitive when I'm in stress, and stress is here for one. Um. There was one more thing I wanted to say, but now I'm totally forgetting. Before the food, in between the food. Oh, I'm excited for this weekend. There we go. What's this weekend? I'm working tomorrow, which I'm super excited for. I have I feel like I haven't gone to work in so long. And I think just like being out of my routine and like feeling like I have a purpose <laughs> outside of like the my home 
is nice and like seeing Dom and just like having that extra safe social interaction makes me feel good in my heart (laughs) and then I'm gonna see my parents on Sunday for a bit um yeah and that's that's kind of my check-in where I'm at I'm sure by next week our check my check-in is gonna look very very different why um because in theory my goal is to be finished all my final papers before we record the next week one. Oh, okay but i because the final one that is due is due on the 14th the monday so i'm like hoping to just get everything finished next week but it will, let's see listeners stay tuned will gwen get all of her papers done the next time we check in that's all the drama i've got for you <laughs> you can do it. So Reddit reactions, is that right. what we're right. That's my cue. <laughs> you just looked really relaxed and I was like, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> oh man, no no. I was just like, yeah, to be honest, moving really wiped me out. I don't want to move ever again. Well, I do. Like, obviously, I don't want to live in an apartment for the rest of my life. I'd like to own a house. But, like, just after moving, I don't want to move until, like, we're ready to buy a farm. Yeah. Because I'm in, just- like, you have, like, a whole apartment furnished full. Of, like, there, you had a lot. Like, that's. Yeah. It's well, energy. It's effort. sizing too, you know. We went from two bedroom to one bedroom. So mm. now it's a nicer apartment but it meant we had to like decide okay what can we take and our couch like you know our couch is large (laughs) so we opted to not take the kitchen table because we didn't really use it anyway you gotta prioritize the comfy couch for the win (laughs) yeah Zena needs a comfy couch too um but yeah I'm just feeling really like tired so I'm a little like I zone out kind of easily, but sleepy back. easily. I'm back. I will gently invite you back into this space. <laughs> Perfect. Or okay. aggressively, depending on where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. And just keep me in line. Um. Okay. So yeah, I I didn't come up with this myself. Obviously, I think like people reacting to Reddit things has been something that people are doing for a while. But I was watching the Simply Nail Logic or Simply Pod. Um, with the hollow taco yeah uh christine there we go yeah um and are you okay yeah my cat walter is like going like pawing at xena's face while she's under the blankets and sleeping so i'm just waiting for a bark and hopefully Uh. he doesn't sorry um yeah i was watching simply pod logical um their podcast and they did this and I thought it was cool so it's like let's do and that. we've done this before yeah it's just a different subreddit okay you're right yeah so like we've done the r slash advice and yeah. I think something else we have done a few other things but now this is r slash am I the asshole and I tried to get some that were a little bit funnier. So hopefully they pull through. 
Have we not done this before? I feel like, anyways, my brain no. is playing games on me. I think maybe we talked about it one time. But we anyways, didn't. but here we are. We're here. We're Day doing it now. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to read it to you. Okay. And then we'll get your reaction. I might share a little mine. And yeah. Sound Let's good? do this. Yeah, I'm excited. So the title is, am I the asshole for telling my sister she shouldn't be surprised that her baby daddy sucks? I was told about the subreddit and created an account just to post this. Please use your judgment and tell me if I should apologize or not if I am the an asshole. My sister had a baby about six months ago. And since then, the baby daddy has not really stepped up at all. They apparently are still together, but went from seeing her five to six days a week to maybe once a week. He doesn't buy anything for the baby. He does nothing. She constantly complains and is turning super bitter to the situation. She calls me every day and does nothing but talk crap about her baby daddy. I asked her multiple times to give me updates on other parts of her life, but she will say one thing and then somehow tie it back to her baby daddy. Yesterday, she goes on a tangent about how she never would have had a baby if she knew she was going to be alone. I got irritated and asked how she didn't see this coming. She then says, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I say, he has three other baby mothers, works a slightly above minimum wage job, doesn't have reliable transportation. His other baby mothers have said that he doesn't do crap for their babies. And there was no way three women are all lying. She says, he told me otherwise. I had no reason to not believe him. He said this was for the long run. I say... Well, it looks like he's taking a long run away from his responsibilities. I love you, but you're bitter. He is responsible for his kid, but it's no surprise what's going on. The sooner you realize you're a single mom and take his ass to court for child support, the better off you'll, you'll be. She then cursed me out and hung up on me. She's no longer speaking to me and I no longer, and is no longer having me babysit her baby. My mom is mad at me for pissing my sister off and now having to babysit more. She agrees that I spoke facts though. <laughs> What's your take? <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that feelings are complicated and they can really warp perceptions and situations that from the outside might look clear. Because like when you're in them and when you have feelings and like you really want to believe somebody when they say something like I've been in situations where it's like everyone from the outside is like, no, you're dumb. That's not that's a lie. But I'm like, but no, me. You know what I mean? Uh, Obviously, never to this level. Um, I don't know. And I, I just like that sucks but the question was am I the asshole here Mm -hmm. that it's not about how I feel about how they're feeling about it this is their sister you know so like sisters have like it sounds like if she's venting about her life well I'll let you I'll let you Mm -hmm, tell me mm -hmm. your take um okay I'm still processing but I think I'm an over communicator in my own personal relationship. And so it's like, even if it's like, are we going to buy the red highlighter or the blue highlighter? That's not even a fucking highlighter color. 
whatever i need to like over communicate it i'm like whatever like if it's a small choice that's going to impact our life like we're having six or seven conversations and now if it's a big choice like bringing another human into this world like you best believe there's going to be an action plan a maybe a contract like like i'm going to communicate the shit out of that but that's just that's just my approach to that um, Can I just say, though, I think that really should be more people's approach when it comes to bringing another human into this world that has their own autonomy and, like, rights. So, yeah. yay for that way of thinking. And, oh, but I, I just think the fact that you have three previous examples of someone's behavior, and I'm not saying the past always determines future behavior but it's a really good indicator of what could happen um and the fact that like they used to go from seeing each other like five times a week but I'm just more curious about like what was their relationship like because it sounds like they weren't living together were they planning Mm -hmm. for their future together it sounds Like, like she probably just got knocked up yeah and so I'm just like yes you might have like thought of this differently in your head but it's like unless it just sounds like that they weren't on the same page or there was like false promises so okay going back to the question here um I think I think it's important to point it out and I'm not sure how gently or not this person pointed it out to their sister well Um, I mean she did say he has three other baby moms Working a slightly above minimum wage job, doesn't have reliable transportation. His other baby mothers have said that he doesn't do crap for their babies. And there's no way all three women are lying. Apparently she said that to her sister. But I like, you can say it like, well, like he has three other, or like, he's got three other baby moms. Like, blah, blah, blah. like there might be a difference there. And like, right, obviously right. post pregnancy, hormones, frustration, stress, looking for support. Oh. My gut is to say no, having never been in either one of their situations, I feel like I am grossly unqualified to really do much on this situation, but no, I don't think you're the asshole in this situation. And I think it's just a hard situation potentially for everybody. So out of 1.2K comments, like 1,200 comments, mm-hmm. um, it was decided that they were not the asshole. Okay. Well, was that me? What? Did you hear it? No. Oh. Okay. No. There was like a weird click noise I think came from my mouth. I think, so <laughs> to me, like, I, this was just funny because I... Like, upon reading it at first, but then once you, like, find out all the other stuff, like, about the other three babies and shit, I'm like, yeah, I have a little less, I don't really have sympathy for you in this situation, because it's kind of like, I I get what you're saying, like, emotions definitely, you know, feelings for people definitely make you, like, you know, but, like, come on, like, Use common sense. Like when you're bringing or another condom. human into, or that would have been smarter. Abortion. Use too. condom sense. Like, <laughs> but like, I think 
a lot of people and I know a lot of people that this has happened to like oops I got pregnant wasn't planning for it well there's no right time to have a baby guess I'll just have one and like I think that mentality is just like awful but it's a lot of people's mentality so it is what it is but I feel like it was from what they're saying that it was kind of that situation and like it's it's her sister I know how I talk to my brother and like when you have a close dynamic and you're sharing you know if you're always venting about something like there's only so much yeah like I would probably be super frustrated if I was like the sister and watching this happen yeah not just for like the not just because like yeah it sucks that my sister has a shitty partner but like you brought a kid into this world and with someone who isn't a great parent and now that kid has to deal with that so that's more of like I'd be pissed off so I would probably say like the same thing yeah and also like Ooh. Yep. It, it's, it's, a, it's a frustrating situation. I have a bit of a hot take here that okay. like probably like I feel like it's a little controversial. Okay. So I think when people are <clears throat> deciding to have kids like you know obviously so you know when like a girl gets pregnant and she wants to have an abortion but the guy's like no I don't want you to and it's like I'm of the opinion like well it's her body that has to carry it so she gets to make that decision but sure that warrants a conversation okay you know what I mean but I I also think if you get pregnant and like say it was an accident like accidents do happen you know right it, it does happen for sure like um and the guy is like hey like no like I'm not ready to be a parent like I don't want this mm. I think he, at that point if he's communicated that to you and is like I'm not ready to like be in this position like I'm sorry this isn't what I want I think at that point if you still choose to keep that child and he's communicated that to you then you have no right to be upset when he's not an active role in that kid's life. Yeah. Although in this situation, it doesn't sound like that's, or are you just giving in general hot take? I'm giving in general hot take. Okay. Because yeah, the situation, it sounds like he said, no, no, I'll be different this time. Yeah. I have three other kids, but like, I'm getting like, you're you're the one. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of bullshit. Obviously this guy's just like trash, but yeah um highly recommend therapy for all parties involved including the child at some point yes yes and like Um, maybe that's a good opportunity to like become friends with all the other baby mamas and just be like create a little baby mama bond group yeah you were all like burned by the same guy your kids can be like friends oh anyway (laughs) Anyway, someone needs to get a vasectomy yeah true um okay so not the asshole okay this one I thought was like funny but also like I'll read it okay okay 
Am I the asshole for demanding that my husband talk to a therapist and or take parenting classes after he typed the word boundaries, like boundaries, like capital B, lowercase O-U, capital N-D, lowercase A, capital R, lowercase I, capital E, lowercase S. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in case anyone isn't fluent in internet slang, the weird random capitalization means to read it in a whiny voice. My husband and I have been having some problems in regards to how he parents our eight-year-old son. My husband likes to play rough, tickling, wrestling, poking at someone after being told to stop. And my son is quite introvert, is a quiet, introverted kid who hates that type of play. My husband also likes to do little pranks, mostly popping out and scaring people. But our son has asked him to stop. He also doesn't respect our son's limits in terms of social interaction. When we visit my in-laws, the house is very loud and the other kids play too hard. Our son does not enjoy it. He is asked to bring his switch and plays upstairs. My husband said his mom would freak out over how rude that was. So I tried to compromise on a book. My husband said no, and that it is his job to put him in uncomfortable decisions, uncomfortable positions, I think, so he can grow. I think it hurts his feelings that our son doesn't like his grandparents, but I find them very difficult to like, so I can't blame him. My in-laws have complained, not in front of him, that our son is too weak and wimpy and we are ruining him. I texted my husband the other day that I want to talk about our differences in parenting because I'm not okay with him continuing to disregard boundaries. He replied that he has been depressed lately because of how joyless me and our son are. And he wrote back, and he wrote back, but fine, we can talk about, he wrote back, fine, we can talk about boundaries with the funny capitalization. I said that he sounds just like his shitty parents and I'm not okay with that. I said he needs to talk to a therapist. Wait, who sounds just like whose parents? So she said to him that he sounds like his shitty parents. Okay, yeah. And I am not okay with that. I said he needs to talk to a therapist because I can't make him see how important boundaries are or maybe take parenting classes. Now he is really mad at me and feels like I am saying he's, he's totally horrible and the worst father. I feel anger in my heart and sadness. Yeah. Okay. But also, like, can I just say, like, how childish a grown-ass man types, yeah, fine, we can talk about boundaries. Like, That's so dismissive. And <laughs> come on, dude. Manipulative. Okay. Well, first, let's talk about his upbringing, because it sounds... No, it doesn't matter. No, I... I'm assuming this is the mother writing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So no, I don't think they're an asshole in this situation for advocating for what their child has been advocating for, but has left, like hasn't been respected or heard or listened to by their father. And that I think is honestly like disgusting. Mm -hmm. And makes me very upset. Um, I mean, that... This sounds extreme, but it is a form of like psychological or emotional abuse, like emotional abuse, I guess, just because like if someone's being like, please stop, I don't like this and you're constantly doing it. But not only that, like you're weirdly manipulating your child, like, oh, you're such like a little wimp. You don't want to play with like the. So they don't. So it says, where, where did it Or did say? I misunderstand that part? I think you misunderstood that. So 
or or he says that to the wife my in-laws so hit the dad's parents have oh. complained in front like not in front of the child but oh, like not, to okay. the parents so like to the wife and father or to the wife and husband like the but mom still and dad. I think you can still feel that messaging as a oh. kid like they'll pick up on that Which and the fact the that the like dad her. doesn't stand up for protect his kid stand up for his kid respect his kid that's gonna that's a message you're taking away from that situation as the child there yeah you know like you're you're potentially questioning your safety you're questioning your trust in that parent you're questioning like your autonomy around that parent um so i would say uh good segue to this one yes please go seek therapy, figure out your baggage and why you're putting it onto your son uh, and talk about boundaries uh, with your therapist. Cause it sounds like that would be a good place to start. And yeah, maybe taking parenting classes about, I don't know how to respect another human being also important. Um, thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Reddit agreed that they're not an asshole. A lot of people in the comments like commented on how this is like toxic masculinity um like he's an eight-year-old kid like yeah like the dad him... oh yeah oh but then she puts an edit in the post and says a lot of people seem to think that this is toxic masculinity but I'm not sure because my husband and his three sisters were raised like this and my mother-in-law is the most vocal about disliking serious and sensitive people so I do think he would be the same if we had a daughter and it's like yeah but I don't think you understand what toxic masculinity means and also to add on to that it's like that seems like there's like a family culture of like needing to not be weak right like anything that's perceived as weak maybe being quiet or introverted not liking rough play um and that's problematic because that's not weakness that's just what you prefer that's your anyway sorry what are your thoughts on this well literally yeah I completely agree and like that's how literally mental health issues are like built into family genetics yeah like and just passed down through the family like don't do things just to appease your parents especially when you have kids like that's the worst thing you can do like your parents may be great people and they may love you but there's always ways you can parent your kids better than the way they parented you. Like, don't, you don't need to like follow a carbon copy of how they parented you. But, and I'm assuming this person is an adult. Yeah. You can stand up to your own parents and also protect your child, defend your child. Like that's a part of what being a parent I think is. Yeah. And, and I, I think like, thankfully, this kid has the mom who at least un- seems to understand what yeah. he likes and like dislikes and who is trying to like advocate for him. But like, these are the things where I'm like, how do you not talk about that before you have a kid? Right. And like, I understand certain situations will kind of like come up, but like yeah. you'll get an idea of what that person is like and what their parents were like and it's like okay let's talk about how do we want to raise our kid mm-hmm. let's talk about what discipline and reward and potential punishments look like in this 
Like, how do we like boundaries around technology, boundaries around nap times, like all these things when they get older. And like, I can totally like, I like see and identify with the father's like um, feelings around, you know, his kid wants to bring a switch and not play with the other kids. Like, I think it's totally okay. You don't want to play with the other kids. You shouldn't have to play with the other kids. Like if they're, if they're doing things you don't enjoy doing, fine. Do I sometimes think when kids are like just playing on their electronics, like I some, yeah, like, I don't think that's always great. So like, I can see that, but then when they're like, okay, fine. Can they bring a book? Can it like, can he bring anything else? It's like, no, he has to play. Like, but, and I wonder what does play look like in their family? Because it sounds like rough house, he values this like roughness, which I, as a child and still today, love. That's how me and my brother communicate. Like, <laughs> doesn't really matter. But that's not for everybody. Yeah. And I don't know. Which, of course, is a learning thing. And I think, you know, like, I would, I could imagine that if you have a kid and, like, you're really excited to have a kid and the kid is, has a complete opposite personality of you, like, that would be really hard to, like, understand your child. But, like, at least make the effort. (laughs) It just made me laugh when I saw that he literally wrote boundaries. I don't know why. I just, like, like thought that was hilarious. Reparenting he needs to do for himself. Um, this just reminded me of it a few days ago. Um, we were talking with my parents and AK loves getting to know like little Gwen, like baby Gwen and like all that good stuff. So he'll like ask all these questions about like my childhood that I'm like, who cares? He does. So, um, we were talking and there's this family friend that I don't, I didn't like growing up and I, and I don't like today and I don't like their entire family. Um, and somehow we started talking about them and then AK was like, well, when did you notice that like Gwen didn't like, like that, like them going to their house, being with them. He was like, oh, Gwen was pretty vocal from a very young age about not enjoying their company and like not being happy there. And I was like, yeah, like, how would you describe their children? And my dad said a word in German, which is hard to translate. Or my dad, my mom misunderstood the word. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And basically just stra- described one of their children as like sneaky and suspicious. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly how their entire family is. They're like snakes, I tell you. And no one saw it. And then I'm like, yo, I've been saying since I was six, I didn't like them. I'm 23 years old now. And now finally everyone believes me. <laughs> Same. Kids know their gut intuition. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, but so we're not close with them anymore, obviously. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, I have one more. Okay. Um, okay, so this one is, am I the asshole for telling a kid that he deserved to be mocked? Mopped? Mocked. Oh, mock. Okay, yeah, yeah. Some background. I a 17 year old female go to a pretty good private school and most of my students come most students most of these students come from very well-off families and mine is no exception in an attempt to stop us from becoming dickheads in the future 
we have a yearly assembly about privilege in regards to class, race, sexuality, etc. This year, that's was, good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I think it should be more than once a year, though. <laughs> once a week, guys. Remember your privilege. Yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Literally. Um, this year it was on Zoom, but it was mandatory attendance, so most of the school saw it. We had to talk about it in breakout groups afterwards with kids in our form or dorm, maybe. I don't. Anyway. It quickly turned into a competition of who is the most privileged out of all of us. That's the opposite. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm well aware that I've got an easy life in comparison to most, <clears throat> but I'm also bi and I have ADHD and I'm also half Korean, one of five Asian kids in a decently sized school. So I yeah. sort of sat out the conversation for the most part. One of the guys in my forum, Daniel, pointed out that I must be pretty privileged if I still have my nanny taking me everywhere, which confused me because I've never had a nanny. My grandparents looked after me when I was young. I asked him what he was talking about, and he said that I had a nanny picking me up and dropping me off to school. My mom is the one who does that, and she is my Korean parent, which is definitely where the assumption came from. I'm pretty... I'm pretty white passing. I look white, but have people tell me I could also pass for Asian. But after a few racist incidents with a kid in our form who is now in a different form, everyone knows that I'm mixed race. I told Daniel that the woman that he assumed was my nanny was actually my mom. And he asked how he was supposed to know. Someone else in our group pointed out that an Asian kid probably has an Asian parent. And there were a few jokes in a similar vein before we moved on to another topic. Daniel texted me later saying that it was a dick move to make him get mocked in the chat. And I told him that he was overreacting to a couple of jokes that he deserved. I told my friends about the conversation pretty much immediately afterwards. And they're all split 50-50 about whether or not I should have told him that he deserved it. Am I the asshole for saying he deserved to be mocked? Okay, there's a lot to digest there. Um, And I just before I misunderstood things so did it okay daniel was referenced as a kid did it ever say how old daniel was i don't think so so they're in the same form which i'm assuming means they're in the same like grade or whatever and she says she's 17 so i'm guessing he's close to that age yeah and so basically mm -hmm. um (laughs) Daniel made the assumption that the person dropping her off from school was the nanny. It was his mom. Yeah. And then it sounded like there was a little bit of back and forth between them until he moved to a different outbreak room. No, apparently. So she's, she says that like, no one knew originally that she was mixed race, but then there was another kid who was racist to her because of it. And then everyone then knew because that kid had to get moved to a different form. Okay, so there's Daniel, the one who assumed it was her mom was the nanny. And then we're talking about the the one who made racist jokes is a different person. Yeah, and that's how everyone then knew that she ha- she was half Korean. Which one got mocked, Daniel or the racist Daniel. kid? Daniel. Why aren't we mocking also the racist kid? So the racist kid is only relevant because she was like she's just telling us like everyone in my form like should know that I'm half Korean 
slash half Asian, you know, because Mm -hmm. there was another kid who made fun of me for that. And they got kicked out. It clicked now. So like, in theory, if he was paying any attention to anything that was going on, he should know that she's part Asian and it would make sense that she has a Korean mother picking her up. Okay. And so I, I just don't understand what, who did the mocking? What did the mocking look like? I, I so leave they with were, more questions. So remember like they were in a breakout group because they were discussing the privileges. So it was the other kids in the breakout group because they were like making jokes about how he was dumb because someone said like something to the effect of, well, obviously oh. an Asian kid has an Asian parent. Like, duh, how did you not see that? Okay, so no one actually called out the fact that making that assumption was inherently problematic. So it was just well, about maybe, his, like... Maybe, She just said, then other people made more jokes to a similar effect. And then they moved on to a new topic. And then he, he texted her later and was upset because she made him get mocked in his eyes okay I don't really think she did anything to make him get mocked and consider well I don't know maybe it's just because I had a lot of like bullying (laughs) growing up I'm like that's literally nothing you got called out for not paying attention and potentially other stuff like big whoop yeah like that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. learn your lesson and move on and good for reaching out but like I don't know and I also have the problem with like okay sounds like they're like maybe around 17 years old they also come from like a pretty privileged things which I mean I I see in my head as sheltered um and so then it's like I don't want to be like in the real world but like with adults who are strangers who don't care about you are gonna call you out for your stuff or adults who are who know you who do care about you should also be calling you out gently for your stuff. I don't know if I see the problem in this. Well, so then you would agree that they're not the asshole. No. Yeah. Which obviously the rest of Reddit agrees. I, I just realized I didn't find anyone that they were the asshole. Yeah. Another time. (laughs) And also, I just want to say, maybe this was my experience, but like, be, I, I don't know if I mentioned this here. Oh, I did it on Two Truths and a Lie. So I think I did it at least. You did. Yeah. Uh, like I grew up in boarding schools and in many of, in two boarding schools, but there were a lot of people that were very like, like stupid rich, like have no concept of what it would be like without their private jet rich. And like, I'm not even kidding when I say that. And there were some people who were really like, not down to earth and like really like oh like my daddy's horse is bigger than yours type deal and that wasn't fun but like I think at least from my experience and the people that I surrounded myself with at school a lot of people like understood real life (laughs) problems so I don't want like to perpetuate that like rich private school people are all like racist bratty privileged assholes Uh, but there's a few 
And I think that's also something to point out is like, so with my job, I worked with kids sometimes with kids in schools, but because of the public schools here, I can't work with kids in public schools because the public schools like, now we have EAs, they know that stuff. So you're not supposed to be here, even though they don't know it's, that stuff, but it's different. Not the same. At all. But anyway, so there's a private school that I went to and I won't like name it or anything. But it really is eye-opening when you, I don't know how all private schools work, obviously, but I've been to two different ones. And I can say that there is an astronomical difference in the, what the kids get from their education. So like, I think maybe at one time, private schools probably didn't like care about educating necessarily on being a decent human you know yeah. what I mean it was more yeah. like you're here for school but I think like you know as time has gone on private schools because I mean let's be real the public school curriculum is trash even if you have a good teacher sadly like a good teacher can only do so much with a bad system this is, yeah and um the public school that I went to one of them I was just like blown away like they were teaching like the principal I think it was the principal or the vice principal but when I was meeting with them just to like you know showing me around the school and everything um their motto was like be kind yeah and they were like we don't care if our kids come out smart like that's really it doesn't matter the the only thing we care about is that the kids move on from this school as a kind human being and I was like whoa what a great concept and like they they did a really fantastic job and like you could tell like the kids just had a different sense of community and also the class sizes were smaller so like that makes a difference so it's just like it just depends where you go yeah obviously here if they're having a a competition between who's the most privileged the once a year uh assembly. talk has not done its job <laughs> yeah yeah I just find that funny in order I just like in an attempt to stop us from being dickheads we have a yearly assembly about privilege it's like oh. it's like the hunger games you like boil it down and see which one like is like I'm the one who's yeah. most privileged and I'm proud to be blah 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 <laughs> and then be like mm-hmm okay we will sacrifice you. My private jet has two bathrooms. Well, mine has a movie theater. Look, some of the conversations, anyways, doesn't, but also I just want to say that like a huge part of why I went to private schools was because of learning disabilities. And I was straight out, of, like kicked out of regular school because I was too difficult to teach. That's anyways. And you know what? That's common. Yeah. And that's part, that's one of the reasons I was at one of the schools was for a case like that. Yeah. And I was like, man, this kid is awesome. Like he's such a cool kid. They're such a cool kid. And you know. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Public school systems kind of suck. Yeah. 
did you enjoy your experiences like for the most part would you say like you had an enjoyable I did yeah yeah there was obviously some like like we we can talk about all the negatives but like for all the negatives I'd say I've got like well okay the first private school that I went to well the first boarding school that I went to was equally trash to good (laughs) the second one I went to was like so much better little like little problematic things here and there but like was amazing uh, from my experience and like I understand that that like really depends on the cohort like your class like who's in your class who are your teachers that year Um, and like I don't know I was literally that person that was like friends with basically every single group and like I feel like since I've known you you've I feel like you're just that person in general because even in college and university yeah you're just a social butterfly like I've got like like my squad of close friends but then like if they're not there I could literally sit at any table and be like hey guys and they'd be like hey Gwen and yeah yeah, I also remember like we did what was it in grade 11 um it was like kindness day and they were doing like things and I was like um why don't we have something about like queer alliance or like something like that I forget what I called it and the drama teacher was like "Mm." and I was like no why don't we why don't we perform something showing like a line like that we're fucking allies to like Mm -hmm. everyone here and it wasn't like the drama thing and then everyone's like that's a really good idea I'm like try to say no now and I've literally just like convinced the entire class and did you guys do it yeah it was really great it was um what was it was like a we did like this like little dance thing but it's not by Macklemore it's like do 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 and I can't say even if sorry I don't know what it's called but it was really cute it was really cute huh. anyways irrelevant but well okay funny though that made me think of like this time when I was over at your place when you lived in Perth with Amanda yeah and we were sitting in your bed and you were showing me like the old school movies like or like projects you had made (laughs) some of them were so funny I'm just like but like you put a lot of effort into your like younger school projects like you made like full ass like movie shit look I love people and like whenever there's a chance for a group project I will like I will enjoy this and if you guys don't that's not your problem like not my problem I remember watching one where like you and one other person were clearly way more into it than everyone else was that the one with like the 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 diet plan of like how like the tapeworm diet is bad for you yes and like okay that video looking back it was problematic yes there were many things in there that would not fly today but they're funny though 
Uh, we even got like the vice principal to come in and like wrap us up with like a slinky as like she was arresting us. Oh. Anyways. Amazing. It's good shit. Thank you for that memory. I'm glad you enjoyed that. You know what? I, hey, I was a pretty like, I don't want to say lame kid because that's not nice to myself. But like in high school and, and elementary school, like, I was going through some rough shit. So like I hated school. Mm. And uh, in high school, like I probably skipped more classes than I attended, unfortunately. Um, but otherwise, I was a pretty good kid. Like I didn't cause trouble in class. I didn't like, you know, like other than not attending and not getting homework done on time, like I was a good student. Yeah. But I remember one time I was hanging out with these like this friend that I didn't hang out with often, but who was a bit more of like a troublemaker. Yeah. And hanging out with this other, and she was hanging out with one of her friends who I didn't hang out with, but she was one of the like <laughs> quote outback kids. I don't know the, what that means. Were the kids who like hung out at the back of the school who like I thought you meant like Australian and did like drugs and like shit. And so they were called there was the out front kids who just did who just smoked. And then there were the out back kids who like smoked in addition to like other shit. So she was <laughs> not Australia. Got no, it. no. <laughs> Small town things. And um we skipped class and while everyone was in class we went around and stole all the door stops in the school from every class like everywhere we could find we just went all over the school finding all the door stops <laughs> we pulled we unplugged all of the emergency lights and then, <laughs> and then took the door stops and went to the outside of the school and put them like jammed them in all the doors so that people couldn't get out oh why did you unplug the emergency light? I don't know. We were just fucking around. Like, I don't know. Yeah, hooligan? Literally. It was just like, I don't know why we did it. And we thought it was the funniest thing ever. Like, we were laughing. We were, like, running around the school. Like, then we're in the, like, basement area. Not the basement, but, like, the first level of the school. And we see a teacher walking down the hall like kind of fast and like staring right at us and we're just kind of like walking like nothing's happening and he's like girls would you come with me (laughs) so we go with him and he takes us to the principal's office and he's like um you do know that this school has cameras we were like no we didn't and he but they didn't find out because of the cameras they found they just found out who it was because of the cameras (laughs) but they found out because there was a social worker who was at the school who met with someone there and when she tried to leave she pushed on the door and like smashed into it because the door didn't open (laughs) and of course then like she went and told someone that there were door stops at the front of the door and they were like you like that was seriously dangerous like what if there was a fire and no one could get out of the school and the fact that it's like a social worker too like yeah exactly that's so of course we had to like see the principal the other two girls had been in trouble a lot but like I'd never been in trouble with the principal with the principal before so he like he talked to us each individually and he was just like 
like don't do this guy like ever again like this was a serious like whatever we thought it was still hilarious but I called my grandma because I was really scared he was gonna call uh home and like obviously I would get in a lot of shit and I was like grandma like I need to tell you something the school might call you this is what I did and she like couldn't stop laughing like she thought it was hilarious she was like why would you do that and I'm like I don't know she's like you never do things like this I'm like I don't know I don't know I just thought it would be funny I was hanging out with different people today and she was like okay well like okay thanks for telling me I guess (laughs) they never did call though so it's fine can I tell you two short but funny stories around the same vein? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, I got called into the principal's office. Also, I was like pretty much a goody two-shoes. If I did get in trouble, it was for nothing big. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Okay. and Or the vice principal's office. And she's like, hey, Gwen, like um, – like your parents just called and like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I hate to be the one to break this news to you, but like, it sounds like your Oma died. And I was like, my grandma's been dead for like three years <laughs> in my head. And I'm like, okay. She's like, I just talked to your parents and like, she passed away. I'm like, okay, like what's going on here? And so I like, I literally just kind of like froze. Cause I was confused. Cause normally if my parents were going to I I just didn't know. And she was like, so because it was supposed to be a long weekend. And she was like, okay, so I'm really sorry. But I know it's Thursday, but tomorrow, they booked a train and you're gonna have to go home earlier. And like, you're not going to be back on Tuesday, because it was a long weekend. um, Like for funeral arrangements and everything. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that really sucks. Like, I, I think I need a moment. She was like, okay, like, take your time. Um, and like, I guess my phone was like in my locker and I'm like, can I just go call my parents? Like, I, I just want to like talk to them. My parents were like, what do you think? We got you a few days out of school, eh? 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 I was like, give me a heads up before you like yeah, kill grandma off again. Jesus. It was so funny. I was like, you like, they were such little shits too. I was like guys you can't do this um and then the second one was I wanted to prank my my parents and so I got uh my homeschool teacher my homeschool teacher my homeroom teacher my academic advisor I don't know what I'm um I was like I really want to prank my parents like can you write a letter saying like I'm getting suspended because I was caught like drinking or something <laughs> not true I'm just doing drink Gwen quit her drinking days long before high school ended well, that's, that's maybe that's not something to broadcast on here. But anyways, <laughs> um, and so I, I called my parents and like she was in the room with me and I was like, hey, like, I think by now you should have gotten like an email, um, like you're going to have to pick me up on the weekend uh, or like get a train for me. Like I've been suspended. And they were like, OK, why? And I was like, oh, like I just I want like I had a tea and I put some liquor in it, like a hot toddy just to help me feel better. And my parents, they start laughing. They're like, Gwen, are you dumb? Hey, you got caught. Like, and it was on speaker and the teacher was there, like, just to see what it, the, the reaction would be. And they're like, okay, what, when you're home, we'll give you tricks on how to cover it up better. Yikes. And they're like, uh, no, but it's also April Fool's. So we, we got you. I'm like, oh, okay. 
she was like, well, it was entertaining, but like, sorry for wasting your, you and your teacher's time. I'm like, that's fine. Thank you. (laughs) But like, literally, I was like, what would you have believed? Like if, if I was getting suspended, what, what, what it, what is it? And they're like, mm, I don't know. You would have had to like do something really stupid. Like you punch someone because they were being mean and you won. And that's why you're in trouble. I'm like, that's, thank you for believing in me. <laughs> uh, um, should we move on fun, to- Unexpected during that talk. Yeah, that's okay. We shared some stories. Not about 2020, no. but the next things are going to be about 2020. Okay, so I wanted to look up some positive things that happened in 2020. There was maybe, a lot. Maybe let's yeah. leave that one off the list just because since we yeah. had a tangent, then we like don't have to go into that tangent. Okay, ixnay on that. Google why things were good in 2020 and you will find a lot, trust me. Do we want to talk about our things that we're grateful for for 2020? Like a little gratitude thing? Yeah, do whatever first. Wait, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I mean, do the thing. Just not the, the Just one not thing the that one. we looked up. Okay, no, I understand. Thing. We found one thing that was like, yeah, that's happy, but there's also a not happy side to it. So we're just going to stick to the happy things. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, this year... In on August 25th, the World Health Organization declared the continent of Africa to be polio free, which Yay. is huge. And then, like, even in the thing, they're like, they made a little comment as other global viruses are like, <laughs> no, no, rampant. stop it. We're just <laughs> going to talk about the goodness. Polio, okay. Um, okay, also, there's been less global emissions from trans why can i not traveling people yeah i want to say transport and traveling transportation from people not traveling so less global emissions there i never really thought about it but planes are like really bad for the environment yeah very bad so the fact that the entire world kind of just had to be like no one can go anywhere like wow the planet must have been like yay yeah. And also a lot of people like working from home hmm. and like, yeah, there's apparently been like a big, the, the earth has had time to breathe for a minute. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one's pretty cool. The second person in the world to be cured of HIV and just a little context behind it. So there was stem cell, um, what's the different word for experiment? Research. Stem cell studies, case studies. Yeah, that were done in London. Um, It is incredibly high risk, the one that was performed in this study. So it's, it it can't be administered to everyone, but it just gives a lot of hope for the future and future science and evidence and research that's being developed around um, HIV. Yeah, like- what a win. Yeah, that's huge. That is. That's huge. Yay, science. Yay, science. Um, so big media TV shows um, are donating to help real hospitals. Oh, big media medical TV shows are donating to help real hospitals 
Grey's Anatomy, The Good Doctor in Station 19, I believe it's called, have donated countless amounts of medical supplies and mon- like money to real hospitals in need during this pandemic. So that's awesome. Yay. Um, oh, this one is so freaking cool. Um, so empty hostels and hotels in Paris have opened their doors um, to shelter the homeless. I love this. Like what a great response. Yeah. That's powerful. Uh, yeah. Um, and another environmental thing, over 250 million trees were planted in India um, within the span of a few months this year. So just so cool. Go India. Yeah. Plant those trees, people, everybody in the world. Yeah. Plant 250 million trees in every country. I'm going to be like, Oprah, and you plant a tree and you plant a tree. That would be, yeah. If, if like, if just each person planted one tree, that'd be a lot of fucking trees. Like almost 8 billion. Are we almost at 8 billion now? Yeah. That's gross. That's not. (laughs) Um, I agree. (laughs) Let's, yeah. So we wanted to reflect on how our year was personally and share a few things with you. And so not to ignore the hardships and again, just, a lot of really hard and heartbreaking situations that have happened this year, but we wanted to be grateful for some of the positive things that we personally experienced in our life. And we wanted to share that with you guys, maybe that you guys could find some hope within how your year was as we head into a new year soon. Um, Do you want to go first or should I go first? I'm open to both. It doesn't matter. You can go first. Okay. Uh, so one of the first things that I wrote down was, oh, I'll save that to the end actually then. Okay. So some things that I've been grateful for this year is um, starting my master's program. That's been exciting, quite the journey and has its ups and downs, but overall, like I'm really happy to be where I am education wise in my life right now. Um, oh yeah. Also when everyone started every, like when quarantine hit like big time, I think Aki and I talk about this a lot. Like when I start feeling like really spiraling and sad, like we spent like almost two full months together when we were both off work and not in school. And we were both like, that's probably the most time we will have ever spent together like in one time like that until like we're 80 and retire. Sad. Sad, but um, ultimately true. And there was so much over this quarantine time and COVID time that has really helped me like understand our relationship better, like between AK and I. And I'm so grateful for that because there's a lot of challenges we've had to face that in normal situations we wouldn't have. And that's definitely helped us grow and understand each other a lot better. Um, and kind of on the same tangent as that, I feel like this year I've learned so much 
not only about like the world, but also about myself, which has helped me grow so much as a person. And I'm just, I don't think anyone is the same person they are <laughs> from 2019 till now, but uh, I can just appreciate some of the personal development and growth that I've gone through and done uh, this year. So that's been fun for me. Um, also along that the train of thought again, I think this year um, for obvious reasons really had to force me to learn how to respect my boundaries when it comes to other people and like saying no to others and like what that looks like. Cause I know that's something that I've personally really struggled with for a long time. And uh, this really had to force me to be like, what do I value and how can I still love and support other people, but like respect my own boundaries? Um, and what does that look like? And along with that, like, I think one of my goals for this year was like to learn how to love myself and be more compassionate with myself. And obviously like it's, <laughs> you can never fully achieve that goal. I'd, I will never fully achieve that goal. Cause I think you're always learning and growing, but I think that's something that I've definitely worked towards and I don't know, being able to find my voice a little bit more has made me feel more like the Gwen I am becoming. So yay for that. Um, also, I think I'm super grateful for like my family and like we're all relatively healthy at the moment. And like not just my specific family, but like also Ike's family and like friends, like overall, like the people that I care about are good considering how hard many people have had it um also throughout some of the the past months I've like reconnected with people who I haven't talked to for like literal like months or years and some of the people I'm like ooh, yeah no mm -mm. <laughs> I remember why we don't talk and then I'm like oh my god like we haven't talked since literally like three years and we're catching up like it's been nothing. And so I think seeing some of those qualities and like, like relationships that I haven't had, it was just nice. And obviously we're not going to be able to find the time to talk like every month, but if like every six months we're like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, oh no. Also, I've really appreciated like YouTube videos about remodeling or redecorating homes and spaces. <laughs> so random. Um, but the last thing that I think I'm really, I also want to say proud of, not just grateful for, is this podcast. Getting to spend time with you, Aisley, like once a week or twice a week sometimes if we <laughs> scheduling things happen. <laughs> uh, and also the listeners. Like I think having this community here has really meant a lot to me. Um, and it's just been nice having this time to look forward to whether we're doing a more serious podcast or a fun podcast or a silly podcast. It's just nice to have this space where I can connect with Aisley, but then it connects to so many more people and like, it's just, it's nice. So thank you for listening everybody. And Aisley, thank you for, you know, being on this journey together. Well, thank you. So sweet. And I guess with that, I'll start off with, I'm also very thankful, grateful, 
and proud of this podcast and I'm I don't know I'm just thankful that we like took the like the extra step to actually make it happen yeah um because like here we are and it's just a great and fun creative outlet but also yeah it keeps me connected to you and I love that too what I feel like it's a very special thing we get to do together and I like that yeah um I'm all, I feel like some of us are going to be really similar. I'm also very grateful for my master's um, and just grateful that I'm able to be, to do school, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the things that have happened with my school this year, it's just made me realize the privilege it is to be able to do school in general but also to be able to do like a graduate program because it's more expensive and it's that many more years of school so it's just like I'm just grateful for myself that I'm able to do this I'm like I feel proud of myself that I'm like I never in a million years would have thought I would be getting my master's so it feels good to know like I'm doing it and I'm good at it um Mm -hmm. But also, like, I'm just grateful for all the people who have supported me to make this happen. Um, Because I don't think I could necessarily get through all the stress and everything without the people. Um, And with that being said, uh, I'm very grateful for Adam. I... I think 2020 has been a challenging year, not for like us necessarily as a as a relation like partnership, but I think it's been a year that's been tough for both of us, like individually in various ways. And it's really given us the opportunity to like show the strength in our relationship, I guess, and, and the growth we've both put into it um and like the love and whatever we've put into foster that kind of like ability to work through tough times together in like a loving way which I've never had before so it feels very like uh what do you how would you put it like um safe like secure which I appreciate um I also this year I feel like in understanding myself better and the growth that I've done in this year, I've been able to like recognize, you know, like closeness in relationships. Like I feel like our relationship has kind of blossomed into a new level, yeah. um, which I love. Like, um, you know, like just the friendships I have have become a little bit stronger or maybe a little bit weaker because they were meant to be um it's just made me recognize like some of the important people um and I'm really grateful I feel like my relationship with my grandparents have has kind of become a bit better this year which I appreciate and my brother my brother Hayden Edward Hayden um moved back to Ontario so that was that's a big thing um that I'm very grateful for. What else? I have a list. <laughs> oh yeah. 
And I'd, I'm also grateful, I don't know how exactly to say this, but I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not grateful for the pandemic and all the hardships that that has brought to the world. Mm-hmm. However, I'm grateful for the fact that this year has forced a lot of people into, into growth, which I guess is like, you know, like it, it's really hard to force someone into growth. Like I feel like people can't force people into growth necessarily, but circumstances can really, and I mean, you can either choose to grow or choose to be ignorant and awful, but I feel like we've seen a lot of awful things and a lot of hate within the world, but I think we've also seen, you know, a lot of people trying to educate, teach, learn, and like understand each other. Yeah. And I'm, I really hope that that carries on and we can like continue into 2021 with like that sense of like, okay, how can we make the world equitable for everyone? Yeah. You know, like, so that gives me some hope. Yeah. I, that's 2020, baby. I agree. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it better next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm also thankful for some good Netflix shows. True. You know what? I'm just going to put that out there. We said, we said, we talked about the Tiger King thing before we started this podcast. <laughs> now I'm not going to say I'm thankful for Tiger King, but I'm thankful for like the Netflix shows that I really loved this year. Tiger King was one of them, even though it was like ridiculous. I got into reality TV, which I'm obsessed with. Love is Blind, amazing. Um, Swedish Dicks. Watch the Swedish Dicks. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's so good. There's only two seasons out. Okay. So be prepared for wanting more, but not being able to get more. That's 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 the sad part. Yeah. Um, Selling Sunset. Ooh. Queen's Gambit. Shit's Creek like there's just so Schitt's many Creek. good shows that I discovered this year that I'm like yes so good yeah so I Netflix you better you better bring some good bangers for keep 2021 it, keep it up <laughs> yeah um well thank you guys again uh tune in for next time for our like festive mm-hmm and that will be our last last one episode for season one. Mm-hmm. But don't you worry because we're coming back for season two. You can't get rid of us that quick. <laughs> I mean, you could, but please don't try. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that could either be taken very grim and dark. All right. Or just like keep listening to our podcast. If, yeah. You could, you could joy. choose not to listen, but like that would be a bad choice. So, you know. If, if you even have like this, you're going to wholly like the more next, what you're going to yeah. really enjoy more next time. <laughs> Anyways, I think, should we wrap it? Yeah. Give us the quote of the day. Okay. Appropriate for this year and for this podcast. Um, our quote comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And only in the darkness can you see the stars snaps whoop, whoop. It was aggressively fingers <laughs> thank you
thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week bye guy everybody